Hello, this is Pete. That is social distance. Oh my God, it's back. We are back for season two after a very successful, quite a long season, uh, 232 episodes of season one and a bit of a break. We are back now. I want to put your mind at rest. You may remember the last time I um, recorded uh, on this at least. Uh, I said I will only make another episode until, no, if Boris Johnson, the Queen, then, what's his name? Joe Biden, or I, I get COVID. Now, I do not have COVID, thank God. But I do, but also the other, those other people don't have COVID. Uh, You know, I suppose. Thank God for Biden. Um, now, but I am back because it's sharper than ever, you can hear. <laughs> because, oh, very exciting. You know what's happened? I've decided to just do a couple more episodes because it's all tasty, isn't it? Again, yeah, it's all heating up again, yeah. Now, just to give you a bit of an insight, if you're not listening to uh, Paranormal Blip, well, number one, why the hell are you not? because I'm doing regular shows, well, not actually, very irregular shows, but I've put 12 up, plus episode zero, which is a bit of a glossary. Um, so, you know, I don't ever talk about what's going on in my life. That It's all paranormal stuff, isn't it? So, but, you know, if you were listening, you will at least know that I'm alive and still able to talk. But here's the little update. I've had my booster, had a couple of, quite a while ago now, about... Um, maybe six weeks ago, five, six weeks ago. And, um, you know, so I'm managing to dodge it. Uh, my partner has had her booster. She's managing to dodge it as well. It's uh, We live in Britain, so it's very difficult to dodge, you know. And Omicron is on the rise. It's apparently doubling every two to three days. It went up 65% from yesterday to today. To today... So, you know, that's uh, that's that's more than doubling. Well, it's doubling, well, who knows, but it's around about two to three days. Um, good news is that it looks as if it is less uh, severe, although its trans- transmission is more than Delta. It is significantly less severe than Delta, it seems. And But, of course, the fear is, and we all know this now, you know, but the fear is that even if it's um, a third uh, worse for you, like, you know, kind of a third easier to deal with, um, if you get, you know, five times more people catching it, then it means that you've got more people in hospital. If you get 10 times more people catching it, then you've got a lot more people in hospital. So, you know, because it's so transmissible, there's a big fear that the NHS won't be able to cope with the number of people. So individually, you're in a good position. But of course, if you're looking at this from a national point of view, you can't just think about the individuals, can you? No. And so today, Boris Johnson, who's under massive political pressure, which I will talk about in a minute, um, uh, said this incredible thing. It's Sunday night here. And he's, he did a 8 p.m. Um, broadcast, a recorded broadcast, which was quite nice for him because it meant that he didn't need to take um, questions from Pripper Crea, 
the uh, political editor of the Mirror, who is making hay while the sun shines with the stories around the um, the parties in Downing Street during last Christmas when the lockdown was in place. Um, so anyway, it was a recorded like ten minute thing straight after quickly 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 come dancing, which I think was in it was at the semi finals yesterday, wasn't it? So that gets like you know something ridiculous like you know, 12 million viewers. So it's incredible. Like that's, you know, putting it on eight o'clock directly after the results for the semi-finals of Strictly means that millions and millions and millions of people would have got the message. And the message was get boosted now, get your booster now. And he had two weeks ago said that there was a, um, a deadline for a kind of, you know, uh, an offer to go out to all adults in the UK to get their booster before the end of January. Um, so the proviso there is that you have to have had your second uh, vaccine uh, three months, at least three months ago. If you've had your second vaccine at least three months ago, then you can um, get your booster and it will be offered on a kind of like, um, you know, going down the age categories and everyone will be offered it by the end of January. He's sped that up massively tonight and it's actually quite big news, you know. I mean, when I heard that he was going to talk, I was wondering, well, what is this? And then I read, oh, well, he's not going to bring in any more restrictions in. So I thought, oh, well, it's just like to get newspaper headlines, to shift the headlines away from the kind of corrosive for him and joyous for us headlines about, you know, kind of attacking his uh, party season last last Christmas. But um, it was actually genuine news there. He's kind of slashed the uh, deadline by a half. So now, if you are an adult, uh, the lines open, I think, maybe tomorrow or the kind of like, you know, website opens tomorrow. Or maybe it's, I know, I think it is tomorrow, yeah. Um, that anybody over the age of 18 in Britain who has been, you know, the second uh, vaccine was uh, three months so or over three months, they can book in for their booster jab immediately. And that means, uh, based on the numbers, so the deadline now is the end of December, okay? Now I'm talking to you now on the... Uh, what is it? Bloody, I can't remember the date. Oh, it's the 11th of September. Of, uh, 11th of September? <laughs> it's the 11th of December, yeah? So if it's the 11th of December and it goes to the 20, the 31st of September, that's 20 days, isn't it? Yeah. Basic maths, isn't it? Yeah. 20 days to uh, inoculate millions and millions of people with this booster jab. So they expect that they have to get about a million a day and they're going to have to ramp it up pretty quickly because obviously you know tomorrow they're not going to do a million a day although apparently yesterday they did do half a million which is very good but they need to double that you know what i mean you can do the maths can't you yeah and so it's a incredibly um ambitious target and it may well if they do it and if the kind of public appetite is there it may well, um, you know, like do a lot to ease the spread of, of Omicron. Omicron. Now let's talk briefly about... Oh, okay. First of all, the idea of this show 
wasn't to talk to you about the um, like this episode I should say wasn't to talk to you about the like tonight's press conference but I am doing the episode partly because the press conference you know was a bit of news but also you know I'm going to do a Christmas episode okay a Christmas special so keep the um, line open if you like for the Christmas special which is going to come uh, quite soon I think I'll probably drop it on um, maybe the day before Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve but before Christmas anyway don't tell me I don't work hard don't tell me I haven't earned the right to stop take a breath and enjoy life don't tell me I don't work hard don't tell me I don't have no life and let me just jump in here by saying to say that uh, the Christmas episode will include a rundown of the year, looking at the ebbs and flows of the year politically and with COVID, and it will include a review of Gremlins. That's a good one, though, isn't it? I love that film. I haven't seen it for a long time. Great music. Joe Dante. Yeah, is it Joe Dante? I think it's Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Now let's briefly talk about a couple of the old problems that they are. Great big old fellow's got, the fella. He has got a big problem because he there was a photograph published by um, the Sunday Mirror today whereby it looks to me, it's amazing that not many more people are picking this up, but if you uh, Google, um, what would you Google? Boris Johnson Zoom Christmas quiz uh mirror yeah and also maybe put in oh no don't put in that don't put in thatcher portrait because there's a quite a fetching um oil painting of margaret thatcher on the wall it's quite she looks a bit like mrs mangle do you remember the mrs mangle picture do you remember that in neighbors about 30 years ago yeah it was just a very uh kind of short storyline that went on for about maybe four days but I think probably some of you do remember the Mrs Mangle painting <laughs> she had a really ridiculously long neck it's quite absurd really for neighbours you know which was just quite um you know realistic very realistic very realistic that's the thing about neighbours it's a very realistic portrayal of Melbourne <laughs> Anyway, um, what was it saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Google that thing about Boris Johnson and you'll see in the top corner there, you'll see what looks to me like um, a, like a black bin liner covering the CCTV camera. I don't know whether it is that, um, but nobody's kind of mentioning that. So maybe it isn't that. But it looks really weird that there's this kind of object that looks like a black bin liner just basically stuck in the top the top corner and i'm not i have no idea what that is so but i expect that they knew that they were breaking the rules by having these like all these like apparently like in the room that boris johnson is in there are two people in that room and that's against the the kind of requirements of the time the law of the time which is that you can't um be in a room outside of your bubble um with more than one person in it you know very strict this is like obviously we know what happened last year i bloody did episodes about it didn't i yeah all the time 
although I did have that episode last year, in December last year, where I said I'm just going down to like one a week because basically we know that this is over now because the vaccines are being given out. So that was naive of me, wasn't it? And I, I would like to apologise um, for that comment. But you haven't heard from me for like years, so not years, but about six months or so. So um, don't have a go at me that much. So anyway, anyway, I think that maybe that, um, you know, in other rooms there were like 25 people or whatever all kind of crowded together and um, doing this stupid quiz. So there's the quiz, there's the fact that he lied to the guy that looked into his um, flat refurbishment for um, number 11, or number, yeah, I think his flat is in number 11, isn't it, yeah, Downing Street. And then there's obviously the other party that is, is being investigated, and then the other one that he gave a speech at, this leaving do, in November last year, that he gave a speech at, and, um, you know, the various kind of crises. It's all building up to to Thursday, and I expect my next episode of Social Distancer will be a response to what happens to Thursday. So in, on Thursday, there's a by-election in, in Shropshire, where this creepy guy, who we spoke about on the show quite a lot, actually, um, uh, Owen Patterson. Is his first name Owen? Yeah, I think so. Owen Patterson who was one of those guys um, who made a lot of money out of a kind of dodgy um, PPI, PPI, PP, what's it called? Personal protection gear. Is it personal protection gear? Oh, equipment, PPE deal. He made millions, or at least for his company, he made millions for this company that he was paid handsomely for to kind of lobby on behalf of the company to the government. Well, it worked a treat. And, uh, you know, none of the money's returned. All the stuff was just, you know, didn't work. It's incredible. The guy's not in prison, you know what I mean? But he was chucked out as an employee. He resigned as an MP. And now they're, they've got the seats. It's a by-election, so they're going to, you know, um, get someone else in there. And there's a good chance. It's been like Tory ever since the seat was created, like in the 1800s, you know? Or, sorry, the 1900s, 18-something. Um, so a long time ago, you know, over a hundred years, eh? And but it looks like the Liberal Democrats might um, might get that one. It's close though; it's really close. And if I was the Lib Dems, I'd shut up about it. You know, stop kind of telling the press how close it is, because the problem is, if you do that and then you lose it, you know, people now are expecting the Lib Dems to win, which is, I mean, it would be an absolutely incredible. A victory for the Lib Dems if they win that seat because it's always been you know true blue Tory going back over a hundred years for crying out loud you know it is in no way uh, like it's, it's unobtainable it's absolutely unobtainable as a seat um, but the only reason why it's obtainable is because Boris Johnson is so toxic so we'll see what happens um, with that and I'll probably do another episode in about a week's time in response. But anyway, I'm going to wrap this up now. This is a bit of a short, eh? Um, but yeah, just to say hello. And I'm fine. <laughs> um, but I think I'm a bit nervous, but I'd far rather have Omicron than Delta. And so, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes, obviously. And that's another reason why I'm kind of starting this again, because it is heating up. And it, like all of the projections... 
scene that you know going into Christmas and then into the new year it's going to get you know quite quite tasty and quite interesting again so thanks for listening now here you go this is the bit that you love if you are interested in the paranormal um, UFOs which we'd like to call UAPs now thank you very much ghosts I've done a, a brilliant episode on chains of the sea which is about uh, this really fa- fascinating short story this sci-fi short story written in 1973 where Lou Elizondo the guy who's the kind of UAP whistleblower who ran this kind of secret department in the United States government and then resigned because he like with all the information he was gathering and the reports that he was writing wasn't going to the Secretary of Defense at the time so he just resigned saying like this is ridiculous you know and I want the public to know that this is happening he keeps recommending this story it's a fascinating story it's a long episode two and a half hours long but easily my most popular episode basically I read out the short story yeah um, now I've done another one about the, the shadow biosphere, which is fascinating. Near-death experiences, what happens after you die. Um, uh, UAPs and nukes, like nuclear weapons and nuclear facilities, which is really fascinating stuff. Uh, reincarnation, I did a episode which included audio of my mum, my long-lost and much-loved mum who died a long time ago now died when I was 25 years old um, and a couple of others as well a couple of other episodes the, the names of which escape me at the moment oh remote viewing fantastic stuff remote viewing which is essentially kind of telepathy and sometimes pre- uh, precognition as well this extraordinary gift that some people um, have and apparently like it's accessible to all you know at least in theory this doesn't seem it's just something you can train basically train to do so that's a really good one so anyway if you're interested in any of these search paranormal blip on apple or uh, spotify or google podcasts and also um, follow me at paranormal blip on twitter we've nearly got 700 listeners uh, sorry 700 um, followers there on twitter as well uh, on Instagram, by the way, it's paranormal blip, paranormal underscore blip underscore podcast, and also you know social distancer uh, on Twitter as well. I'm sure you're probably following me on Twitter if you're listening to this. So uh, under 20 minutes, not bad at all. So you take care of yourselves, okay? And oh, well, between the raindrops, <laughs> I was about to say, see you later, which is my ridiculous way that I end paranormal blip but it isn't this isn't paranormal blip so walk between the raindrops i mean raindrops is like hailstones now isn't it yeah anyway take care of yourself see you soon